0: My name is Maggie, and today we'll be speaking with Michelle. So, Michelle, tell me, what kind of art do you do?
1: I am a fiber artist, so I do needle felting and wet felting, Um, but I also have an interest in paper crafting, so I am doing cards and um, some uh, multi-mixed media. Um, I do a few wall hangings and things, but mostly with uh, paper crafting.
0: Cool. And my next question is, how did you get involved with art, but start as early as possible? We love childhood stories and to really see, you know, how life has taken you to where you are now.
1: It's been a kind of a a long, uh, crazy, windy road, but um, my father was an architect and so he was pretty artsy. Um, Of course, he drew And my sister as well was really, um, into drawing when, so when I was young, I was surrounded by these people that, you know, were pretty artistic, but I really didn't feel like I had any artistic talent. Um, but my dad wanted me to be an interior, uh, designer for whatever reason, Hmm. um, thought that I would be good at that. And I just didn't see that for myself. Um, but as I started to, uh, you know, think about what I was going to do for college and what I was going to do, you know, what was I going to do for the rest of my life? My one thing that I was really excited about was fashion. So I loved fashion. I loved color. And, but not only color, I loved it back in the day when it was the newspaper, you could open the newspaper and you'd see an ad for Lord and Taylor and you'd see a beautifully drawn woman and big hat and, you know, I just loved the whole look of that. So really what I wanted to do was I wanted to do fashion, not design, but I wanted to do fashion illustration, but that didn't exist. Like there was no fashion illustration. You had to go into fashion design or, you know, something like that. So I ended up going to Endicott Junior College because they had a fashion design program. So when I went to Endicott Colleges in Beverly, Massachusetts, Mm -hmm. So I ended up on the on the uh, north end, north uh, shore of Massachusetts for school. But when I joined, um, when I went and signed up for college and I signed up for fashion design, um, I quickly came to realize that there were a lot of things that I would have to study that I really wasn't interested in. So I had to take pattern making. I had to take sewing. Things that I just really wasn't interested in, I could kick myself now, because I could have used those. <laughs> I couldn't really use those glasses, um, but anyway, I ended up kind of making my own way into uh, retail, because that really more um, encompassed what I was interested in. It it, it talked about design. Um, but there was also uh, visual arts. So you learned how to like do window dressing. Um, And and I really took, that was such a, so much more interesting to me. So we did, there were courses of course, in marketing and accounting and and economics and all of that. But there were also courses on textiles. And then we also learned, um, you know, where the history of fashion design, so that all was just really interesting to me. So anyway, after school, I ended up doing some interns uh, with uh, Lord and & Taylor's and then with another department store in Connecticut and was just introduced to the retail world. So what did that mean? That meant working with customers, which I love people. So I loved working with customers and really it was just kind of dressing people up. It was just a three-dimensional way to do fashion design Um, so a lot of the companies that I worked with when I was younger were um, really specialty retail so a customer would come in and work with uh, uh, the salesperson in the store and you'd get them in the fitting room and you'd go well that looks great on you and here's five more blouses that (laughs) we go with that and so basically like paper dolls but you know with with customers Um, and I loved retail because it was something different every day, so you're always changing displays in the store, you were doing a floor move, you were changing the window, um, accessorizing things, and that just was, that really, I, I loved that, so I stayed in specialty retail for a long time, and then one of my very good friends moved to big box retail, so she kind of dragged me along with her, and I ended up in big box retail, um, working for uh, Ross uh, Company, which is they're based out of California. A lot of um, New Englanders don't don't know Ross unless you travel. You probably have never seen them, but very much like a TJ Maxx, Marshalls um, type of store.
0: I was born and, in California, so I know about Ross. You know, you know yeah. Ross. Um,
1: so they're a challenging company to work with, but, um, I loved it. You know, I loved having a big team, um, and I loved teaching what I knew about retail to these people, but it's not at, it's very hands-on, but it's not as customer service oriented. Um, you know, if you've shopped there, you know, you kind of go in in the racks or not, it's not merchandised the way that a specialty store is merchandised. But I did stay with them for 16 years. I loved the company, the people that I worked with. I was extremely motivated by um, some of the di- district managers that I worked with and I loved it. But anyway, I ended up leaving. Um, so I was living in Florida at the time when I was, uh, long story, I moved down there because my parents moved down there and spent 30 years in Florida, 16 of which was with uh, Ross, Dress for Less. And then I got divorced. And so I decided, I left retail, packed my stuff (laughs) and decided to come back North. Um, Once I was here, I, well, I got together with uh, somebody that I had dated in high school. We're now married. Um, But when I moved here, I was bound and determined that I didn't want to do retail. Um, I just was felt like super burned out. You know, the hours were really crazy. Like you work nights, you work weekends, you work holidays. And I just really didn't want to do that anymore. And I'm like, you know, I, there's got to be a creative outlet that i can you know for the longest time my sisters and i have been talking about oh wouldn't it be great if we could open a craft store my sister can crochet and knit and i can make you know so this is a fantasy you know that we have always had so i thought well there's got to be a creative outlet but how do you switch gears from retail to creativity and you know what am i what am i qualified to do, and where am I going to go? So while I was getting assimilated to Rhode Island, I um, started looking at places that I could volunteer, and I got in. Uh, I got involved with the Audubon Society of Rhode Island. Um, they were actually looking for somebody for their nature shop. So I thought, well, that kind of sounds fun. So I showed up for the interview, and the nature shop was it's more than a nature shop, it's kind of a gift shop, but it's also in the, at that time, what was called the Environmental Education Center. Now they've uh, renamed it to the Nature Center and Aquarium. It's a small little nature center that's got a, uh, a little aquarium with fish. And so once I started working here, I started getting so much more involved in nature, in hiking, in learning about nature, and started to get inspired by things in nature. Um, Working with one of the girls here, her name was Tala Wunderler, um, because she did needle felting. So I was super excited about that, signed up, and remember doing my first needle felting class, made this ridiculously ugly little pig. I still have, my very first felted thing. Um, I loved working with the fiber and the way that the fiber comes together when you're needle felting and it just starts to take shape. And I started to realize as I was working with that, that probably the reason that I wasn't as successful in drawing and being able to get my visions onto paper was I think I'm just more three-dimensional I like three-dimensional things better which is probably why I was better at merchandising and working with people but anyway so I just just realized that I had the ability to create something three-dimensional better than I could draw something so I started needle felting then I took another class with her wet felting class and then learned that technique as well and so have been practicing doing both of those things kind of on my own most of my inspiration though comes from nature that's what I love to make I love to make animals that also seems to really engage people when I do a craft fair or something those are the things that will sell the the most is like the little owls cute little mice things like that that people just really become you know like totally engage with it it's so amazing to me how I'll think of okay I'm going to make a goat and I create a goat and I make and I put it on the table and somebody will walk by and go oh I know that goat (laughs) it's just from my imagination or you'll make something that you think no one's going to like this this is ugly and you'll put it on the table and someone will fall in love with it it's so funny because it seems like each piece that you make ends up having a personality that kind of s- touches somebody or speaks to somebody. It's a, it's yeah. really interesting how people um, react to the things that you make. But anyway, so that's how I got started um, with Audubon, and then I met this wonderful person that kind of taught me this craft that turned out to be the craft, you know, a, a craft that I really um, really enjoy. Um, So at the same time, I had been doing paper crafting for years, I had been making cards for years, Um, but I really didn't take it very seriously, and then I began, when I moved back here, I, through Jimmy, my husband, he has a, a very good friend that was married to Lorraine Tierney, and she is a demonstrator for a company that does, makes cards and, and, um, and sells, um, stamps, um, rubber stamps and, um, acrylic stamps. So as I started working with Lorraine and going to a couple of her classes, kind of rekindled my love of paper crafting. So I have been starting to do craft uh, cards on my own. Once COVID hit, and I wasn't seeing anybody, I dragged out my address book and I started sending cards to people. Oh. So I, and the, the response that you get from people when they get a card in the mail was overwhelming. So it just kind of motivated me to like, I don't know why I ever gave up card making and I don't know why I gave up writing to people like sitting down and writing to people. So that's been a super nice experience as well as Lorraine is, um, she's got a bunch of people that work with sending cards to nursing homes. Um, There's a bunch of different organizations that gather cards um, to give out to their nursing home inhabitants to send to other people. Um, as well as um, there's groups that send cards to veterans overseas, et cetera. So we've kind of been involved in all of those things, especially during, during COVID. It's kept us really busy. Keep up with the demand from that. Um, and I think, again, my cards, most of the cards that I make um, have a nature theme with them. Um, I also sell some of the cards here at the uh, nature shop in Bristol. So... Wow. So that's, that's, I guess that's kind of the story. It's a long, a long, weird journey, but that's how I got to um, both of those places. No,
0: That's great. So just a couple of um, questions. So, so for your cards, you said, um, Lorraine is her name. She's a demonstrator. What does that mean?
1: So there's a company, um, named Stampin' Up that, um, is, you know, if you go into, say you go into Michael's and you walk down the aisle and you'll see Martha Stewart's got, you know, her line of, of items, et cetera. This is a company um, that is based out of Utah, I believe. Um, it's a family owned company um, and they created this business from scratch that they design and create their own um, stamping uh, stamps, basically. Um, So I think they started out back in the day with wood stamps, wood and rubber stamps, and now they're onto like a cling rubber stamp, which gives you a really nice impression when you stamp it onto a piece of paper. Um, So this is the company that I um, started using their products. And as soon as I used one of their products, I was completely enamored with it because the quality of their products are so nice um the images stamp really well so plus uh, their the way that their company is designed everything kind of coordinates their colors coordinate Um, so instead of spending hours and hours walking the michaels aisles or hobby lobby and picking a piece of paper and then going to coordinate a ribbon and trying to coordinate this stamp set or this and the Ink for, you know, every making everything that working with them, everything is already color coordinated. So it's super easy and it just gives you the ability then to just sit down and create. So, um, you know, you get the stamp set and then you kind of decide, well, what kind of technique do you want to do? Do I want to make, and um, what kind of card do you want to make? And it's, you know, if you look at the cards that I have made, you'll see, um, I think in the store, I sent a bunch with um, sailboats and lighthouses. So those images, um, the stamped images can be used Uh, you can just stamp directly on paper and make it very simple you can cut them out and make them you know pop them up make them a little bit more three-dimensional so you could create a scene so there's any number of things that you can do with those images once you've created the stamped uh, the stamped image and i just love that again it's just kind of arranging things and you create a a scene it's again it's three-dimensional and it's you know merchandising it's arranging The scene. So it's something that kind of sparks my imagination and I, I really love.
0: Yeah, so you take their products and then you you design your the card using those products.
1: Yeah, I don't draw. I'm not, <laughs> I mean, I wish I could draw, I wish I could paint, but I'm really not good at it. I mean, if, if we're talking about like mixed media where you're making like a wonky bird or you're making a wonky, per- I'm great at that. <laughs> really looking for something that looks like a sailboat i'm not going to be the one that's going to draw that for you which is why i love stamping because you're taking an image that's uh, created for you and you're stamping it but then you're creating um you know the scene you can do a watercolor background um or you could just do an embossed background with a piece of paper so you can create this this card or this um, image that you're that you want to um with all different techniques basically
0: okay gotcha and so back to your felting so when did you start selling your felting products at like craft fairs and art shows and stuff like that i guess it was
1: about three years into felting is when um actually audubon started a um craft fair so there's a craft fair in december at the smithfield location and because when I am a craft fair goer like I love craft fairs and I was just always so intimidated by it because I'm like I'm never going to have enough merchandise to put on a table will I you know I just was so always so intimidated by craft fairs but I thought well if Audubon's having a craft fair it's going to be a smaller event I can do this right and you got a choice of, do you want a four foot or a five foot or a six foot table? I'm like, I started with a four foot table. I don't even know if I have enough merchandise for that, but I'm going to try. And I just went at it, started felting like crazy and did my first craft fair and almost sold everything on the table. Wow. And I'm so excited about it. <laughs> um, and so that was it. That bug just just hit me there. So I was, um, and again, it wasn't so much the selling of the items. It was more the just connecting with the customers and watching the customers get so excited about things. And then of course I give you ideas like, oh, do you make a giraffe? Do you make this? Do you make that? I'm like, no, I've never tried, but I'm going to try. <laughs> now I will. Um, right. Now I will, now I will try. Um, and so that's kind of how I got Involved in that, I haven't done any larger um, craft fairs simply because trying to. um, I have sold a few things at the nature shop here, so trying to do things for the nature shop and have enough things for the end of the year for um, Audubon, plus do everything
0: else that happens in my life. Um, That's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. Do you have? like a brand for your felt your felting and then the company brand for your cards or do you have one thing that overarches both so
1: i should have had one thing that overarches both but i don't so i started with um when i did started felting and started doing my um craft fairs i created the name this must be felt um so that's my logo for my felting business but i didn't purchased that name. I didn't start a Facebook page um, for that business. That was mainly for um, the shop here and for the craft fair. Um, Really because I got worried that if I went online with that and I got too many custom orders that I just wouldn't be able to keep up with that because everything I make from felt is one of a kind like i'm never gonna the owl is even challenging to make them all exactly the same size for the box it's it's hard to make them all and everyone is a little bit different um and then when i started the card business i created um that as this must be ink so that i kept with the same this must be um and, but, and that one I did do a Facebook page for, and, um, actually bought a domain name for, for that business.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Cool. So what obstacles have you faced in the pursuit of both of these creative businesses?
1: Um, the biggest obstacle is just always time. <laughs> I think any, anybody that's creating things feels that way. It's like you, how do you balance, um, you know, working, if you have, a, if you have a, another job, how do you balance your work life and then crafting uh, time? And then when you're trying to do two different mediums, um, you know, they don't really work together. So I'm felting and card making, that doesn't work together. You've got to do one or the other. So it's basically just trying to keep yourself organized, um, time management. Um, what I came to realize this during covid is um you can just get sucked into being online you can be you know it just uh, consumes your time so trying to just turn off the tv listen to music no visual stimulation just trying to concentrate on 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 what you're doing uh, what you're making Um, it's just time and just you know basically trying to manage uh proper time management so that you can get the things that you're um, working on completed in a timely manner.
0: Yeah, exactly. So is Audubon um, a full-time job for you?
1: It is a full-time job, but for us um, it's 35 hours a week. It's not a 40 hour a week um, job. So we work nine to five each day. Um, but I don't work any evenings and I don't work weekends. So I do have, uh, a lot of time to myself to be able to concentrate on, um, creative things.
0: Okay, nice. And where do you work for your, your creative businesses? Do you have a home studio? Do you have a corner of a specific room?
1: (laughs) I do have a room. Um, and every now and then when it gets really carried away in there, I do only have a corner of a room. (laughs) (laughs) um my husband says it looks like a bomb went off in here and that's what will happen you know if you get in the midst of like trying to create something and I've got everything pulled out at the same time and you'll be done with whatever you're doing then you have to clean everything up to start over again and that's pretty much how it goes in my little uh craft room I have a desk that I have my computer on and that's where I I make cards essentially um but yeah it's 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 kind of crazy because it becomes, um, you know, all consuming and all of a sudden you'll look up and you realize you've created this, this mess in there. And then my felting, I really do that as kind of in front of the TV on the couch with my dogs and my husband. So I, you know, Basically, I'm concentrating on what I'm doing in my lap and I never end up watching TV. I listen to a lot of TV, um, which is in which is kind of interesting because um there were a few shows that he really loved to watch. Um, one of them is the uh The Walking Dead. He okay. loved that show. <laughs> but if you're only listening to that show, it's really kind of gross. Like you can hear this like weird zombie noise and so i told him we can't watch this show anymore <laughs> it's so it's it's awful to just be felting and you're hearing this crazy like or you're watching you know some scary thing with just scary music all the time yeah it's like, no, not good for my my uh, mode <laughs> but that's essentially what where i do my best felting is just um kind of on the in my recliner with my dogs I have three chihuahuas that end up wow. on top of me um, <laughs> felting around them. <laughs> That's adorable.
0: So what is the ultimate goal for your art, for your businesses? What do you want them to become? And what do you want them to mean to your customers? Honestly,
1: I would love to figure out how to retire and just do art. That okay. would be my dream come true um whether that happens or not I don't know I am going to retire one of these days <laughs> I am going to do art I don't know whether that's going to become self-sustaining like whether I'm going to actually be able to to live off of that I don't know um that's of course way down the line um as for my customers I love the fact that people connect to and love the things that i make and for some reason they it makes them happy they put a smile on their face and that to me that's what it's all about like i just love to create things that other people think are pretty or cute or you know make them smile same thing with my card business it just makes me really happy when somebody wants to reach out to someone else in like in a physical three dimensional way as opposed to sending a text message I mean, it's great getting a text messages from a bunch of friends on your birthday, but it's awesome to walk out to the mailbox and open it. And there's an actual card from someone.
0: All right. So you also said that you're, you know, inspired and motivated by nature and, you know, that a lot of people also relate to that and they really connect with your nature inspired products. So what do you think it is about nature that connects with people so much?
1: And now I'm just kind of talking from my, my COVID uh, what we've learned during COVID is uh, I think it's super important to connect with nature one way or another, whether it's going out for a walk, whether it's buying a piece of art that is a sunset or a seascape or whether it's buying a little, you know. Felted owl that you sit on your computer. That it just—it's a reminder of a connection to the physical natural world. It's really important. Um, and working with Audubon has really opened my eyes a, a lot. We don't—we don't always have a connection to nature, and that we have lost. You know, we could lose our planet. You know, we're that close to. Uh, with greenhouse emissions, etc., we're that close to losing our planet and losing the world that you know is a habitable space for us. Um, so I just think somebody told me, and it's a quote from someone I don't know who said, um, "People will protect what they love." And so, to me, that's what it's all about. I think that. Our job here at Audubon is to connect people with nature and to really forge those connections for people. Because if they are out in nature and they have a great experience birding, or they see here, they'll see all kinds of nature, turkeys out there, or they'll go out and there'll be deer in the meadow. Um, They see that, they have that experience and it's magical. And so when they get that connection to nature, Now they have this experience that they've had that they just loved. Their connection with with that is going to make their wanting to, um, you know, recycle or drive a hybrid car. You know, they really start to think about how do we protect the nature that's there. So, I mean, that that to me is is what it's all about. Yeah,
0: great. All right. I think we pretty much hit all of my questions. So is there anything else you think is important to know about you or your story or your creative pursuits? Um, I'm just super
1: excited to be included with uh, and have been gotten involved with uh, Ohanga. Yeah, yeah, everybody has been very supportive and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the store. I have not seen the store yet, uh, but I'm looking forward to that. I have seen the bird box, yeah,
0: which is
1: amazing. The bird box really, is great. <laughs> it's amazing. It's really, I love it. I love it. I was excited to see it when uh, when we got it. Um, but yeah, just excited to be working with everybody here. Great. Well, we're excited to have you.